Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Invisible to Invincible podcast, helping you find your inner confidence. It's hosted by me, Rebecca Allen, and you can find me on pretty much any social media at Rebecca Allen with four A's in between. Today I'm going to talk about managing anxiety in new relationships and this was suggested by somebody on my Instagram stories as a podcast to do. Feel free to suggest the way I love doing your suggestions because I have so much to say especially on relationships Um, and as some of you may know I'm navigating my own uh, beginning of relationship at the moment as well so this is totally relevant to where I'm at in terms of finding your way through that nervous new beginning and being able to go into it as balanced as possible and not lose your head. Now, understandably, there's loads of fears and phobias around starting new relationships, especially if you have history with past experiences that have then thrown you off and perhaps made you nervous today or perhaps make you anxious about your current relationship. Maybe it's trust issues. Maybe you feel like you lost yourself in your last relationship. That's the case with me. And that's what I've been working through and have made real progress with. And then when you meet somebody new, you often start questioning your self-worth. Am I good enough for them? Are they, you know, you put them on this pedestal and they seem wonderful and you feel like you're not enough. And all these questions come up because that's just what happens when you come into a new relationship. You just start wondering, you know, how has this happy thing happened to me? You know, how is how has all this goodness happened to me? What When's it going to go wrong? And you catastrophize and it creates a huge amount of anxiety and I'm very familiar with that and have found a way through and I want to share that with you guys. So that first thing, take them off the pedestal, okay? And I've talked about this on my stories quite a bit as well. We tend to look at our potential partners as these amazing people. We look at their potential. We look at, oh, this potential relationship that I could have with them. Wow, it's going to be amazing. They are like royalty. They are a celebrity. Fantasize about them. Think about them all the time. Imagine a future with them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back it right up. Okay, take them off the pedestal. You are the prize. Remember, your self-worth and your feelings are more important than theirs, okay, in this situation. This is your relationship, not their relationship right now. We're focusing on you. This is about how you feel and tuning into how you are reacting to that situation, if you're comfortable, if you are practicing your boundaries, etc. And it's so easy to forget that, especially at the beginning, because as I've talked about before, when you're first starting off a relationship with somebody, I don't like to say falling in love anymore, I like to say rising in love, so I'm going to just use that terminology. When you're first rising in love, then you have a huge amount of chemicals that are completely out of your control, um, pulsing through your body that are addictive, you know, they have the same effects as class A drugs. So you're fighting a little bit of a biological system as well as an emotional and mental process as well so you know give yourself credit for this like I it's a really tough thing to to get yourself through and navigate through especially if you've got previous anxieties around it as well so it is difficult to hold back these feelings and these worries and it's very difficult not to get carried away and not to think about a future with them think about how much they are filling you up and how you need to be with them all the time because that makes you so so happy you had a life before them, you will have a life after them, okay? It's really important that you don't think of something like relationship as a permanent thing, as I've met the the one, you know, I can't live without them. That's lovely. That's very Disney and fairy tale romance, but it's not a healthy mindset because 
you will then base your entire happiness, your entire validity, your entire worth around one person. And I know I make it sound easy detaching from that when it feels so good, okay? It feels so, so good. I, I completely get that. But if we attach ourselves to them, then we become them. We don't become us. We aren't us anymore. We are a couple, you know? For a long time, relationships have been looked at as the be-all and end-all. It's something that we have to achieve in life. And a single life has appeared as something abnormal and it's kind of frowned upon. And people will say, oh, you'll meet, you'll meet someone someday. No, no, screw that, okay? We've already got ourselves. We are our own soulmates. We don't need somebody else to complete us. It doesn't need to be the end goal. However, being in a relationship, being in a partnership that is safe and comfortable and calm gives you a sort of bubble to express yourself in ways that you may not have felt safe to do on your own and that is how we can benefit and grow through relationships and rise through them rise through the romance and grow together and question each other and find our own trauma and our own healing work from both from the past and from the present and from navigating through the relationship you know it's not meant to be perfect in fact it would be it would be wrong if it was perfect and modern day relationships have sort of gone that got a bit backward with that and that's sort of what I'm trying to express and get through to you guys is that independence is so so key in terms of going into this relationship so I just mentioned briefly about how this is about you and not about them so you may often find yourself thinking, oh, I wonder how he feels about me or, or she. I'm just going to say he because I'll get confused and it'll just be easier. I wonder how he feels about me. I wonder how he, he feels that I said that. I wonder if he wants to do this. No, forget about that. This is you that's navigating through this, okay? Completely, just completely throw away how the other person in this relationship is processing things right now, okay? Because if, with this anxiety, you need to focus on yourself until you can get yourself to a place where you can then invite the love in and give the love back. At the moment, with that anxiety, it's not necessarily a healthy bond that's great in there and you need to ground yourself before you get involved in that, otherwise it's just going to get messy and you're going to have those trauma bonds then and feel dependent on somebody, etc, etc. So, yeah, the validity of your feelings is not dependent on whether or not somebody can reciprocate that, okay? And it's not dependent on how they feel about you. It's how you feel about you. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling like, oh, I don't know, you know, if, I don't know if he feels the same way, step back. Just take a whole step back, right? I mean, maybe even say, look, I'm not in, a, I'm not feeling in a stable place right now. I feel like I am reacting to this in an unhealthy way. So I'm just going to take a little step back for the time being until I can get myself to a better place. Really tough thing to do. Um, really, really tough, especially something so good has come along. But that healing zone that healing bubble that I was talking about cannot be accessible if it's just going to be you being codependent and becoming attached to that person and relying on that person to fuel your happiness like I said you had a life before them okay and yeah it may not have been perfect but if you're in a relationship where you literally depend on the other person they you know they can be in love with you now and tomorrow we have broken up with you and everybody in their family hates you. Honestly, it can change overnight. You cannot base 
your happiness on somebody else. And you, it's, I, I say this like it's such an easy thing and it's really, really not. It's really, really not. And another, you know, I'd say take it as slow as you feel is right for you because the faster it is, the harder it is to ground yourself and keep an eye on how you are feeling. So in terms of checking in on how you're feeling, ask yourself questions and hard questions. My advice actually would be to sit down and make a mind map. That is my absolute go-to when I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure how I'm feeling in this situation. Ask yourself, why do I like them? What is it about them that I am drawn to? Do I like them because I want to be in a relationship? Or do I like them because they have certain qualities that I really like? There's so many cases, and I've been the same, so many cases where you've fallen for somebody or risen, well, we'll say fallen in this term, because of the chemicals, because of physical attraction, because of lust, because of whatever else, you know, maybe they were right place, right time, holiday flings, etc, etc. And then you get to the end of that relationship and it's all a mess and it's a car crash of a relationship, right? And you look back and you're like, I don't think I actually liked them as a person. There were so many parts of them that I would look at and think, oh, I don't really like that quality. That's not really, that's not really me. Okay. But we get so swept into relationship and oh it you know this must work this must I must make this work rather than actually stepping back and taking a good old look at the person and thinking if I wasn't in a relationship with this person if I just met them I don't know at a business do or whatever where there was no romance involved would I like them as a person would they be my friend if I was not in a relationship with them ask yourself how do I feel when they have left do I feel sad and want them to come back and just want to spend all my time with them because that's a sign of sort of that anxiety kicking in needing to have that control wondering you know panicking feeling like you're not good enough for them or do you feel calm and I've said it before and I'll say it again it's not butterflies you feel it's anxiety okay and we need to find the calm in a relationship the right person for you will make you feel calm the right person you won't have to feel like you always have to be somebody for them. You won't have to try and hide the bad sides of you or your past or whatever because you think, oh, I need need to look perfect for them because I really desperately want them, okay? That's like an ego thing. That's not real you. That's not real you connecting to a soul there. That's you wanting to win, okay? I know that's really hard to hear. You should, they should leave, okay, the situation and you should feel real really calm and I, you know, I said it feels like your soul has had a bath okay I feel like oh I feel like I've been understood I had that little bubble where I was able to express myself I was able to say things out loud that I've only ever said in front of myself you know in my own head so that bubble that zone of safety should feel safe it should feel safe okay if you are in the situation where they leave and you're feeling anxious and you're feeling sad and miserable and oh I want to be with them all the time take that question take those questions get a mind map out think right what's this really about where is it that I'm needing the fulfillment from them that I'm not giving myself okay find that way to fill yourself up first it's so fine okay it's to want them to be able to support you and to have low moments. I'm not saying you have to feel full and whole and happy and complete all the time. That's absolutely not, you know, relationships are there to support you as well as providing that healing bubble. But it can't, if you're all the time relying on them to fill you up, then it's just, that's an issue within yourself. And uh, I would really recommend just taking a step back 
and slowing the pace down and thinking, right, let me get to the bottom of this first. Ask yourself why it is you need that control, why it is you need to know how they're feeling, why it is you need to know what they're doing, where they are, and if they haven't texted you back, why, you know, why, you, why, why do we need to know? What would happen if you didn't know, you know? What would, what would be the impact on your life if they were allowed to live theirs completely independently to yours without any stress, you know, it would be nice. It would be really nice. And it is really nice not having to know where somebody's all the time, not having to text them all the time, just texting them when you feel like texting them, not texting them every half an hour because that's what you've always done and it must stick like that, otherwise the relationship will break down and that panic, you know. If you can control them, you can't trust them. Men, and I'm sorry to be general, like generalizing here, men don't want to be controlled in a relationship. They want to feel that freedom and feel the freedom within themselves that you can offer them within the partnership. Women want to feel loved and they want to be able to feel that love whilst maintaining their own independent personality. There's a couple of ways that I would advise here trying to help you practice this behaviour of maintaining your independence. So one example would be really getting passionate about your boundaries particularly with time and how to make sure we're not losing ourselves inside that relationship so for example say you don't like spicy food okay I don't like spicy food and say they're really really pushing you to want spicy food and it's great to try new things it's great to open up but if you in yourself are pretty certain and really actually don't want to change that you don't want to like spicy food you just can't that's not for you tell them that don't just do it because you want to make them feel good practice those boundaries another thing you know say you're you're kind of a okay this is a, this is 100% about me right <laughs> i'm a messy person like i'm like i'm clean but i'm pretty untidy with i love i leave my clothes on the floor a lot it's very irritating but i clean them up eventually okay and my house is sort of like a creative expression of self if somebody comes in and I seem to attract men that actually are kind of tidiness freaks which is fine everybody is allowed their own thing and neither is necessarily better than the other yes it would be easier to be tidy totally get that but my way and the way this house has worked for me for the last three years is Rebecca's creative expression and messiness okay and if somebody came in and was saying oh no I can't you know this needs to change this needs to change no actually this is my house. I appreciate that you don't like that, but this is my house and these are my boundaries and this is how I like it, okay? And it's good to be able to compromise. It's really good to learn from people and learn and grow and understand their, you know, hear a different point point of view in any situation. But then say, cool, heard your point of view, understand where you're coming from. However, this is my line. I'm willing to make these changes. You don't have to at all, okay? I'm not I'm not a massive fan of sacrificing for relationships. Compromise, maybe, but you know, there's there's gotta be a line drawn. If you have to compromise too much, what is the point? If you have to take part of your personality out to give it in, in order to make a relationship work, what is the point? Just move on. There will be somebody else out there. It's it is it is so backwards thinking we have to give up parts of ourselves to be with somebody else when before you were doing just fine and before you know you're already this amazing wonderful person unique personality 
and then somebody else coming along just because you want that love because you is it is it even love if you want it that badly is it that you know maybe it's the attention that you aren't able to give yourself because you aren't feeling the self-worth enough in yourself and that is a journey you're going to have to go in inside yourself you're going to have to really do some some inner work to get yourself through that bit because like I said that's not something that a partner can solely give you another way you can practice your boundaries is being quite specific with time so if you're meeting somebody for a date um, then say look I can do from 2 till 6 p.m after that um, I've got to do some work or I've got to call my mum or whatever it is even though inside you desperately want to spend all your time with them putting those boundaries in even if you've got to say look I'm going to do some work for a couple of hours and then we can meet up afterwards that is still you saying my life is my priority not this relationship right now I've got to focus on making sure that I'm not sacrificing parts of my life to be with you now sort of contradicting that you've got to see if that person giving you that if you're if it's worth used giving your time to them because your time is the most valuable thing you own all right that is your everything you know that's where you are creative that you are thoughtful that you process your life where you work and you feel and think they have to be worth that time they have to be worth that time and if you want to, if, if spending time with them, it has to be, spending time with them has to be better than spending time on your own in order for you to want to spend time with them. So I think it's definitely worth taking an hour or two out, of, say if you spent the weekend with them, look, they can still be in the house with you. I'm not saying you have to kick them out. Say if you're spending the weekend with them, just say, look, um, I've got to do a bit of work for an hour. You okay if I just sort of crack on with that kind of thing? And that's you then saying, just so you know, that's to yourself as well. I am in charge of my time. I'm in charge of what works for me. And we're not taking the piss with it here. We're not, you know, making them feel smaller or anything like that. This is just you making sure you are marking your boundaries and helping yourself stay grounded and independent of them. There's a couple of different reasons you might be fearful in a new relationship and you might have that anxiety and you've got to find that out yourself. I can't answer that for you. It's either you, well, there can be multiple reasons, but some some popular ones is either you're thinking they're not going to like me, they're going to reject me, I'm going to get rejected, and then you're going to feel constantly like you're going to have to prove your worth to them. No, honey, take them off that pedestal. You are the prize, okay? Or you're thinking, oh, I don't want to lose myself. I don't want to lose, I'm not, you know, you sort of going the other way and repelling them a little bit because you're not feeling open enough and ready for it you're scared of getting hurt so many different things okay and something really like my sister said this to me the other day and I was like oh that is that is interesting she said (laughs) I said to her about how you know you, you can get these this phobia of getting hurt things like that and she said if you're at this point where you're questioning that then it's already too late if things end now you're gonna get hurt heartbreak happens I was like, God, that is so true. Why am I spending all this time worrying about worrying? That's literally what was happening. And you got to, you know, back right up and think, oh, actually, I'm just going to let this, I'm just going to let this flow. I'm still living my life during the week and I'm still functioning very, very well without needing them there. Um, And it's something that I've done this time around as well is with texting. So 
I actively have chosen not to have a text relationship. We text when I feel like I want to text and it's not like a reply back straight away situation. It's a reply when we feel like replying. So that way I'm knowing that the texts that I'm setting out are completely worthwhile. They are not, you know, hey, how are you? Because I feel like I should send, hey, how are you? It's, hey, how are you? Because I'm genuinely interested. And I've got to really feel that. I've got to put energy behind it. I'm not just saying it for the sake of saying it because I'm worried that they're going to stop liking me if I stop texting them. No, over that, so, so over that. I've been in a relationship in the past where it was like, we text each other every 15 minutes, you know? In fact, I think most of our relationships have been like that. Bit too much, okay? And uh, so this time is very, very different in terms of I don't need that constant reassurance that we're all good because it's not about them. It's about how I'm feeling. So I'm checking in constantly with how I'm feeling. How am I reacting to the situation? Am I still in a good place? Am I keeping my head? And then communicating that with them. Oh my goodness. Do you know how nice it is to communicate with somebody how you both feel in a relationship? It's not that difficult. It's really not. You just ask them. Ask them straight up. Ask them, say, look how you're feeling about where we're at. I know, scary, right? But it will give you so much release to just be able to express to them how you're feeling. And if you can make it clear that as long as they're honest with you, then we're all good, you know? If they start losing feelings, as long as they're honest, we're all good. Heartbreak happens. Heartbreak is where we grow. And it is so rubbish. And I sympathize so much with anybody who's been through heartbreak especially the ones that stay and stick around forever, you know, that some, some of them take a year maybe to even heal through. I totally get that. I get where your fear is coming from. But if you can go into the relationship feeling completely independent of needing them and just enjoying spending time with them and not necessarily having a needed outcome, we don't need to be in a relationship, we don't need to label this, we're just enjoying spending time with each other. Just have a whole different approach to it. Go in like, look, I'm learning about somebody new and I'm getting to be their friend. In fact, maybe try even a different approach if you're if, if it's a if you're in a male-female relationship in terms of masculine feminine polarities, get them to ask about you until you're interested enough to want to ask about them. We don't beg for attention here. We don't beg to be needed. We don't beg for them to get to know us. It's that's their choice. This all has to be about choice and about relaxing enough to not need that control and then that person can feel the freedom that I was talking about earlier which then makes them feel whole in a relationship and makes them attracted to you going back a little bit to the fact that society's created this whole being single is bad thing I like to through my through my single period it's been like a year really um I have learned so much about myself and I have literally become my best friend to the point where I was actually rejecting relationships because I was like, do you know what? I value my own time so much. I don't I don't want anyone else to ruin that. And obviously it's all about finding the person who you would want to spend that time, your time with, okay? Your time is like gold. Don't accept silver, all right? When you've got gold, don't accept silver. If somebody can then offer you platinum, I think that's above gold. <laughs> then sure thing, okay, we can share, we can share the time, because it's about then getting something from that, and growing through that, rising into romance, and rising into romance isn't just a pretty phrase, it's about, hell, them, it's about them seeing you in a way that you've never felt seen before, 
to the point where it's not, they're not putting you on a pedestal either. They're seeing you sober. They're seeing you messy. They're seeing you with all your scars. They're seeing you with your bad traits, with the negative traits, with the things that are going to take a little bit longer to work through. They can see all of that. They can access all of that. They talk about all of that with you and you with them. It can be intense. It can feel so intense because being vulnerable to somebody, especially after being hurt, is really, really tough and really, really brave. And another quote from one of my lovely friends who may be listening, don't go for the better man. Go for the man who makes you better. Okay. And that is just, that is it. That is it. Imagine if you perceived relationships as a portal for growth, as a temporary passing through opportunity for you to grow. That's another, you know, I've said it before. I don't like to look at relationships as a permanent feature. I like to look at them as temporary. There's a really good episode of Black Mirror, actually, which changed my perception on how I look at relationships, where they get timers, basically, of how long their each relationship they go into is going to last. So they already know the shelf life of this relationship is two years, three years, five years, whatever. And I think that's fascinating if we go into relationships knowing that they're not going to be forever necessarily and I think it's a quite a controversial opinion and a lot of people reject it when I say that because they all want the one and they all want the one they're going to spend the rest of their life with I just want to be happy and if somebody's not making me happy after a period of time because we've outgrown each other or we've passed the shelf life of that relationship or we've learned as much as we can from each other then I am willing and prepared to let go of that and yeah it will be hella painful it always is but to let go of that in order to move on, to grow and find somebody new to take more lessons from and more growth periods from. Imagine how much more relaxed you'd be if you knew that you had all these opportunities, okay? That you had all of those opportunities to find yourself, find parts of yourself and heal parts of yourself through partnerships that wouldn't necessarily be permanent. Take that pressure off. Take that, we need to... Being a, we need to be boyfriend girlfriend we need to get married we need to have kids and be together forever and ever and ever because that's what society says we should do take that pressure right off and be like I just need to enjoy myself I need to feel happy I need to feel like I am content and where I want to be and I'm respected and fulfilled in myself and I'm not depending on somebody else for that happiness and there's a final point as I say a lot push your pain through creativity into pleasure if you can be creative if you can make a mind map even just writing down what you're feeling and trying to explore why you're feeling it how you know what's what from your past has made you feel this way being your own therapist being your own best friend being your own support group you are your own soulmate okay painting singing music art dancing free dancing is so much fun anybody can do it just pop some music on and just dance it out wiggle your hips your hips contain all of your trauma it's a really good place to release that and you know chakra stuff and things um yeah so this is my last point if you're feeling really really pent up with those emotions if you have a creative outlet or if you're trying to find one there's so many different things anything that may have drawn like I bought a pottery wheel recently haven't used it but it's there okay I also bought a keyboard in the first lockdown played it twice but it's there it's an option okay just explore these things cost so little and find some way that you are able to express yourself maybe fitness maybe through exercise whatever works for you 
to transform that pain into a learning experience, move that bad day into a growth opportunity. And rather than something that's holding you back from progress, look at your bad days, look at your anxious days, look at those times where you're struggling as an opportunity for you to learn about yourself more, maybe get to know what it is in your past that's triggered this behavior and feel the release from understanding it better. So yeah, I think that's all I have to say on this for the time being, but it is a topic I could go on and on about. Like always, if you have any questions or any ideas for podcasts, do drop me a message. I take a while to read them and reply, but I will get there eventually. And thanks so much for listening. And I hope this has helped in some way. I know I've been a little bit forceful about my point today, but I'm very, very passionate about it because I've gone from being that codependent person I've gone from feeling that anxiety, feeling the need to be in a relationship to literally going to the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm now, you know, I was then like, oh no, relationships, not doing that, to navigating this new one where the anxiety just isn't there because I feel so calm about it all because I know I am the prize. I am, I was amazing before this and I'll be amazing after this should it end, which is fine if it does. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's so relevant to try and tune into yourself as much as you can. You're going through something special. You're going through something that you have called in from the universe, right? And see where it takes you. See what it has to teach you. Everything is in your best interests. Even if it feels so scary and painful right now, it is here to teach you something and you need to live in the faith that the whole world is on your side and everything that comes into your life is for your benefit in the long run. Love you lots. Speak to you soon.